Hello friends, welcome to another episode of Coffee, Wine, and Flowers, the podcast for all things business and floristry, where I walk you through strategies to help you reach your highest goals. This is a juicy topic we're covering today, all about beautifying your portfolio and simultaneously boosting your revenue, and there's a lot to cover, so bear with me and be sure to stick through to the end because whether you're just starting your business a couple years in or five or even 10 years in, I'm confident you'll be able to gain valuable tips in the next 30 to 40 minutes. This is going to be a jam-packed episode, so without further ado, let's dive in. Hey, creative business owner, I'm Sarah Wahab, wedding floral designer, business educator, and your go-to source for turning creative dreams into profits that lead to a life of abundance. A decade ago, I embarked on my creative business journey just like you, and today I'm on a mission to share with you all the valuable strategies I've learned along the way. Whether you're navigating the early stages of entrepreneurship or a seasoned pro seeking savvy systems to reclaim your time and take your business to the next level, I know you'll find value and practical solutions here. And hey, amidst all of the CEO hustle, let's not forget to enjoy life in the process. This is a work smarter, not harder kind of podcast. Sound good? Grab your favorite beverage, find a comfy spot, and be prepared to be inspired and motivated on this episode of Coffee, Wine, and Flowers. All right, so welcome back. As I mentioned, we're talking revenue and portfolio building today. And in this podcast, I love to talk about high level goals. So, of course, we're starting once again with big picture. The two primary goals that most of us have in common in this wedding industry world being number one, increasing profitability, and number two, doing more of the work that fulfills us and lights us up. Today, I'm going to be unraveling some of the secrets behind tackling both these things at once. While I hate to use any term that involves Uh, killing birds. You guys do know that I love efficiency and one of the ways to do that is to think from a holistic approach in our business where we can tackle immediate obstacles in our business while also simultaneously slowly moving ourselves towards our big picture goals, right? The highest goals we have for ourselves, doing it all at once. So big picture plus immediate objectives with highest efficiency and of course in a way that feels true and authentic to who you are, that's always important. So when we grow our portfolio in a strategic way, in turn, we boost our wedding revenue. I say strategically because our goal is not just to build anything and everything for the purpose of diversity and showing that we're a master of all styles and all things, right? That's an old strategy from a mindset that you have to serve everyone in order to be successful. Our goal is actually to narrow in on one specific style that we not only love creating and that makes us feel giddy and excited to create that we never, ever, ever, ever get sick of because we love it so much and define and target the people that align with that same vision. And we want to do this also from a budget standpoint, from a value standpoint, and in accordance with your skill set and all the other subcategories that are relevant to your vision and what makes you who you are. Because when you can build a business that you align with deeply, it makes a process more seamless, effortless, and brings you more joy. And when we have more joy, we create better, we serve better, we feel better, and we ultimately build something that is more sustainable long-term. So... Keep that in mind as you're thinking about the work that you want to create and the clients that you want to attract. 
Forget what you think you need to create or sell or offer as a florist and focus on what you want to create and offer. What is going to fulfill you? What is going to light you up? And of course, also be profitable and make you money. So your portfolio is your visual resume. It's a powerful tool that shapes your brand and attracts the clients that you desire. As you grow your portfolio, you simultaneously grow your budgets by positioning yourself as a credible and sought after florist. It's a symbiotic relationship where the more impressive your portfolio, the more you can charge and the more you charge, the more you invest in creating beautiful, breathtaking designs. If you're a regular listener, you may have heard me use this phrase before. When it comes to aspiring to attract a particular clientele, you have to show what you want to sell or show what you want to attract. So whether it's your dream to attract a higher budget client, a more style conscious and visually discerning client, clients who value attention to detail, clients planning a destination wedding, clients who value sustainability, or whatever your dream client may look like, The best way to call out to those people and to grab their attention is through your visual portfolio, right? Your visual presence online, because we're in a visual industry where our clients or our potential clients, I should say, speak a visual language. They're looking for what we can create for them from a visual design perspective. So in that sense, our visual portfolio is our most powerful tool for attracting clients. So if our portfolio is our most valuable tool for attracting those ideal clients. Your Instagram is like the window to your portfolio, right? So it's your tool for being able to control your client's perception of what you specialize in because everybody is on social media. And a lot of times nowadays, brides and grooms are looking for their vendors on social media. It's a great place to attract business. And here's the real talk, okay? If your Instagram shows a well-curated, well-branded collection of designs with a cohesive style, you will attract those clients with that specific style or that discernment. On the flip side, if your Instagram shows a random assortment of like one-off bouquets and small arrangements, you'll likely attract some clients looking for floral arrangements in general, right? It's obvious that you offer that but chances are they will be less discerning clients, most likely looking for not necessarily a particular style or aesthetic, but more so they're looking for the florist that's gonna give them the best value. In other words, you're more likely to be price shopped if your portfolio doesn't show a consistent aesthetic style or perceived value. So perceived value is a term that describes how expensive something looks. So if your work in your profile looks expensive, you'll likely repel clients that are primarily seeking budget-friendly florals. And on the flip side, you will attract clients who have a high value for luxury and attention to detail and all of that good stuff. If your work in your portfolio looks inexpensive, you'll have a hard time attracting clients who do value luxury and want to make a higher investment in their florals because truthfully, people do not care about putting trust in somebody or giving someone a chance. They want to see what you can do for them. They don't, they're not going to trust what your potential is if they can't see it themselves. And they need to be able to see it through your portfolio, through your Instagram, through that window peek into the work that you create. And your Instagram and your portfolio should all be a really clear and well-rounded representation of that at all times. So it should be a representation of the luxury 
the style, the attention to detail you bring to each project, your creativity, whatever it is that makes you unique, all of that should be visibly represented in your portfolio, in your Instagram profile, wherever it is that your clients are going to show up and experience this kind of preview of your work before deciding whether or not to move forward. So therefore, showing what you want to sell or showing what you want to attract, right? Really important strategy. So your next question is probably, how do you show what you want to sell if you haven't had the chance to create anything impressive yet, right? Because you haven't booked a dream client yet. So it's like back when you were trying to get a job at a flower shop as a beginner and every shop said, we require four years of experience. And you're like, if no one will hire me without four years of experience, how am I supposed to get that experience, right? It's like a catch 22. Really great question. And there are a couple of loopholes. And this is really what we're gonna focus on today. I want to let you know that there are ways to accomplish what you need to accomplish without relying on the external factors, right? No matter what inquiries are coming in, no matter what clients are reaching out to you now, you have control. You have a certain set of skills, resources, whether it's money, time, whatever it is, your craftiness, your scrappiness, you have control. It doesn't always depend on the external circumstances. There's one popular expression, you may have heard it before, fake it till you make it. A better way to put this, I think, is a quote by our wise friend Socrates who said, be as you wish to seem. In other words, if you wanna be seen a certain way, you need to physically become that and embody that. The best way to be perceived as something is to truly become that which you wish to be seen as. (laughs) So let's use a hairstylist as an example. So if a hairstylist specializes in haircuts and all over color, let's say she's known for haircuts and all over color, but she wants to pivot into doing balayage. What client is going to come to this hairstylist for balayage if her whole profile shows haircuts and all over color? Nobody, right? So how does she start advertising or showing that she now does balayage. She's either going to A, hire a model as a fake client and do balayage on their hair and pay them probably out of her own pocket to color their hair. Or B, she might ask an existing client who comes to her for all over color and say, hey, would you be willing to be my guinea pig and I'm trying to get into balayage. Can I do balayage on your hair for the same price as your regular color? and maybe hope that that client will trust her enough to be like, sure, okay, let's try it. Or C, she might try and upsell a client to get balayage for full price. This happens all the time at the nail salon, right? You ask for a gel manicure and they say, do you wanna do dip powder? Same kind of thing. So how do we put this into context of wedding floristry? Well, if you want to be seen as luxury or if you want to be seen as stylish and creative, you need to A, create an environment to be able to create what you wanna create which might involve some investment on your part, or identify the clients who might put their trust in you to create something unique for them at a reduced value, like kind of incentivizing them to maybe go for something that they maybe didn't initially wanna do, but maybe they're like, okay, I trust you, that sounds cool. If this is something you wanna try out and you think it can look really great, let's do it. Or C, 
Try and encourage clients to upgrade by upselling them. So this would be like the floral version of your nail technician talking you into upgrading to dip powder. And you're like, okay, how much more is it? And they're like, it's this much more. And you're like, okay, let's do it. Okay. So the less money you have to invest in like, say, putting on a fully branded, fully custom designed, styled shoot, fake wedding scenario where you can capture all of the content that you want to be able to attract your ideal client. That all costs money, right? You're gonna have to shell out some dough to make that happen, but it's gonna get you there that much quicker. The other option is if you don't have money to invest is to get scrappy, to look at the resources you have put your creative cap on and make something out of nothing. But whichever path you take, the bottom line is that I want you to know is if you want to work with more clients who have killer style and attention to detail, you don't need to wait for that $5,000 or that $10,000 client to come along to be able to create that. You don't need a dream client to book you before you can prove that you have killer style and attention to detail. You can do this all on your own. And there are several ways you can do this. So let me give an example. I'm two years into floristry and I'm off to a great start. I'm getting my first clients. I've fallen in love with the process. I feel energized. Like I'm starting to build a little momentum and I'm excited about the vision I have for my business, which is to produce high-end luxury florals. But I'm unhappy with my portfolio, how it looks right now. Obviously, I'm starting from zero. My portfolio reflects that. It's lacking diversity and some of those bigger projects to create that wow factor. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to ask ourselves, what is in my power? What can I do right now to invest or to improvise or to improve the appearance of my portfolio to show more of what I want to attract? And secondly, if I'm looking at this as a long-term goal for my business to reach those luxury clients, how can I shift my business process or my strategy in how I approach weddings as a whole to start strengthening my portfolio little by little over time until it reaches that place that I wanted to? So let's look at the short term first. Okay, what, what can I do right now to change this reality, to make my portfolio look better to start attracting more of those people that I want to attract. The first thing you can do is you can plan a styled shoot. And this could be a full episode on its own. Okay. So I'm not going to go super, super deep into that. If you've never planned a shoot before, you probably have a lot of questions about that. And I'd love to tackle that in another episode. But basically what you want to think about is organizing a photo shoot to get that higher end content. How do you get involved in a styled shoot? You can plan one yourself and get the other vendors on board, or you can get on other vendors radar as a collaborator, let them know you're interested in collaboration. If they have a shoot coming up, or if they're thinking about planning one that you would love to contribute florals. So that's a great way just to plant the seed, get it out there is to drop into some DMS and let them know, Hey, if you want to plan a styled shoot this year, I'm down. The key here, though, is to identify vendors who seem like they're in a similar place as you or maybe maybe one little step up from you. Collaborating with vendors who are light years ahead of you is probably not likely. You want to collaborate with vendors who have similar goals and are in a similar stage of business. There are so many benefits to collaborations besides portfolio building, by the way. 
networking with other like-minded creatives, supporting each other, starting to develop a community with some other industry pros who are at your level. All of that is so, so, so good to have. There's wedding pros that have collaborated with in the past and we still hit each other up and say, hey, I'm working on this cool project or hey, I saw you're doing a workshop and I'd love to support by providing photography, etc. Other benefits are you can potentially get the shoot published, which is great for getting further recognition for your brand. So all that good stuff. So there's a lot of great benefits to investing in a styled shoot, but they can be an investment, right? And so if you simply aren't able to invest money into an elaborate styled shoot to get that instant content boost, there are other ways you can make small improvements to your portfolio by leveraging the paid opportunities you have in front of you. So while this may not give you the instant portfolio boost that a style shoot can, it can slowly improve your portfolio over time. So you're still going to get there. It just might take a little bit longer, which is fine. So another alternative to planning a full scale style shoot is to do little, little mini creative shoots in your studio or at home on your own time, right? I, I know a lot of florists, even florists who have been doing this for a very, very, very long time. And the majority of their content on Instagram, at least, is like one-off arrangements that they created in their own time, in their own space, with their own vision. And it could be a single beautiful arrangement of seasonal ingredients that you set on a pedestal with a pretty backdrop behind it with really great lighting taken with your iPhone. There are gorgeous, gorgeous feeds, gorgeous feeds that are all of that. So you don't need to plan a whole full-scale shoot to be able to create quality content that will attract a high-end or a luxury clientele. So now let's talk about long-term strategies to boost your portfolio and your revenue. So like I said earlier, if you can't invest the money, sometimes you just have to get scrappy. One way to do this is to tap into the art of upselling. So upselling is the primary way to grow your wedding average over time year after year. Let me say that again for those in the back, (laughs) okay? Upselling is the primary way to grow your wedding average over time, year after year. Don't be afraid to upsell. By taking an opportunity or a request that a client brings to you and taking it a step further and making it better by upselling on every wedding opportunity, even in the slightest bit, You slowly increase your average order value over time, little by little, therefore improving your portfolio so that increased value becomes your baseline and so on. Does that make sense? So to put this model more simply, let's say you're in a place where your clients are most commonly coming to you with a 4K floral budget. So you put together a proposal and you present upgrade options and your client then opts for those upgrades and that brings their total to $6,000. And then once you've executed this wedding, you'll receive those images and your portfolio will then reflect that higher price point and this will become your new baseline. So next year, you can start your weddings at five or 6,000 because your portfolio will support that and it will show that you actually produce weddings at that level. So it will help you to attract the clients that are in that price point through showing that higher end work that you created the year prior. 
And then when you begin getting clients with a $6,000 budget, you can upsell those to seven or 8,000 and so on. So that's a very simplified example and it may not go that way precisely, but that is the general idea is that as you upsell, you up your wedding totals little by little from your average and from that your portfolio improves slightly, little by little, and you can attract those higher end clients next year. And this is how you ultimately build from 4K weddings to 20K weddings over the course of a few years. Each year your average goes up. So present add-ons and upgrade options in every single proposal. Do it, do it, trust me. The first reason why this is great is it's a way to present ideas that the client may not have thought of. So this is a way to kind of diversify your, your portfolio and do more creative, more inventive things that you don't always get the opportunity to do. Because if we only rely on our, what our clients ask us to do, we would all be carbon copies of each other. We would all be Pinterest, okay? We don't really want that. We wanna create unique and beautiful work that's different from everybody else. So sometimes clients need a little help with their imagination. They need to be shown. They need to be, you need to like throw your ideas into the mix, right? So you present ideas a client may not have thought of. For example, if a client comes to you with a design that you're tired of seeing, so tired of grounded aisle pieces, right? You can present an alternative at a slightly higher price point. Okay, or maybe something that's just stylistically different. Maybe it costs the same, but it's just different. And that's, that's your goal is to kind of like show more uniqueness in your portfolio. Maybe money doesn't even matter to you. Maybe it's just about showing you can do different stuff. Whatever it is, whatever your goal is, you present that. And if you can kind of encourage them to do something different, it becomes a win-win. The other great thing about presenting upgrade options is If you have a client that comes to you with a huge wish list that doesn't really fit their budget, it's a way to provide the pricing for those bigger wish list items without causing sticker shock. If they really want that item badly enough, they will splurge the extra. Usually if someone can afford 4,000, they can afford 6,000. It's just how badly do they want it to be able to fork over that additional two grand. If they want it badly enough, they will splurge. I have clients come to me all the time with a 30K budget and end up spending 50, but it's all how you go about it. You don't want to send back a proposal when a client said their budget is 30,000. You don't wanna send back a proposal with a $50,000 total because that's a quick way to get ghosted. So instead you present what they can get for 30,000 and you just choose the most important items. You package that together That's and you present that this is this is what I can do within your budget, right? And then you list the additional wish list items in a different section of the proposal and you list them as add-ons or optional add-ons or upgrades or however you want to word it. Then the customer is empowered to choose how much they want to increase their budget and they can gauge their own attachment level to a certain end result that they want. Right? Because if they see something as optional but not included, they're going to know how badly they want it because it's going to be a hard yes, like we need to add this on, this is a, this is a must-have, or in their body they're going to feel like, a, oh, we can do without that. 
A side benefit of upselling or listing different upgrade options is that it positions the proper expectation for your client. This is another reason why I always love to offer different options or different tiers. I do this also with my high level pricing that is displayed on my website because when a client can see different options and they understand that they're opting for a lower tier or a non-upgrade, it aligns their expectations so that they aren't expecting the sun, moon, and stars when they opted for a lower cost option. So if your client sees a line item, for example, for an arch design with a price of $1,000 and a description, they might imagine themselves what that $1,000 arch will look like. But if you show an option at $500 and an option at $1,000 and an option at $2,000, that gives them a much clearer picture of what they can expect if they choose the $1,000 option versus the $2,000. Does that make sense? So it aligns and positions their expectations properly. So that's another reason why it's really, really great to show upgrade options because you, get, you put the power in the client's hands to decide what's important to them. And then when they show up, they know what to expect. They know what they opted for. Hey there, creative business owners. Are you going into 2024 still writing all of your recipes by hand and manually calculating your wholesale orders? Are you piecing together your proposals from scratch, spending hours to give each client a custom experience? I understand these back-end tasks of your wedding business take time, and I'm here to give you some of it back. My Floral Business Tools Bundle is the ultimate arsenal for streamlining and simplifying your business. This bundle has it all, a flower pricing and ordering spreadsheet, client proposal template, email templates, plug and play floral recipes, and more. This bundle is designed to help you simplify those tedious parts of your process when you're just not quite ready to invest in a monthly software subscription. This bundle brings you all of these smart systems for a one-time payment of $2.99. And for my podcast listeners, you can save $50 with the code coffeewineflowers. Just head to mulberryandmoss.com shop to download the business tools bundle, enter the code at checkout, and get ready to tackle 2024 events with an energy of ease and flow. The bundle even includes tutorial videos for the templates to help you implement these tools right away. So if you're ready to reclaim your time this year and actually tackle those big picture goals you've been pushing off for years, head over to mulberryandmoss.com shop and grab your floral business tools bundle today because your business deserves to bloom effortlessly. Okay, so another way that you can upsell to your clients is by showing them upgrade options at the mock-up. So a mock-up meeting is something that's usually an optional service, and it's not only a great time to show your client what they can expect to see on their wedding day, but it's also a great opportunity for you to be able to upgrade their look, and in doing so, boost your wedding total by encouraging clients to upgrade their decor. So you can prepare the centerpiece that they have on their order and bring that to the mock-up, but also bring with you a few additional items to add to the table design to show them what's possible. So you could bring a few little bud vases to add to the table or some satellite arrangements that they opted for only one centerpiece to show them how they could make the look more full, or you can bring different candle holder upgrade options, different vessel upgrade options, just provide different ways that they can not only make their look more unique, but also to generate that little bit of extra revenue. So to recap, a couple ways to introduce upgrade options to every single wedding client is A, to include upgrade options on their proposal, or B, present them at the mock-up. As an alternative to upselling, if all else fails, over deliver. 
This is something I talk about quite a bit. I make it a rule to over deliver for every single one of my clients. And that can mean a lot of different things. It doesn't always mean putting up your own money or taking a profit hit to blow your client away. You can blow them away with outstanding customer service, making personal connections, going above and beyond in any way that you see fit to ensure they get the absolute best experience. But whatever it is, your customer is a valuable referral source. So it's always important to make sure that when your work is complete, your customers walk away wanting to shout your name from the friggin' rooftops, okay? That is always the goal. So bringing it back to portfolio building, blowing your clients away with your designs is a way to both embody the practice of showing what you want to attract while also over-delivering in your design services to your wedding clients. So let's say you attempted to upsell your client to a $2,000 arch design and they expressed that they really loved it, but ultimately they opted to go with the $1,000 arch design due to budget restriction. I mentioned that usually when people can spend 4,000, they can spend six. That's not always the case. Sometimes people have a hard limit at $4,000 and they're just not gonna be able to upgrade. But maybe you still want to take this wedding and leverage this opportunity to create some better work for your portfolio and you feel like this design has potential like it's like halfway there or even like 80% there and if it just had these few extra touches like it would really be a great portfolio piece that's the kind of situation where it could be wise to just throw in those extra details to get it there so if on the day of you choose to over deliver on the arch design by adding a little bit more coverage than you initially planned or adding that extra special detail, your client will be over the moon and you just took a little bit of a profit hit or a couple of hundred dollars out of your pocket, but you still made a great profit on the wedding as a whole and your client will give you glowing reviews because you went out of your way to make their wedding extra special. Something that I do want to mention here, notice that this is different from promising a $2,000 valued design for a $1,000 price point as a line item on the proposal, because this would give your client a skewed expectation as to what a design really costs. You want to be sure to always quote what they are expecting to get accurately but your choice to over deliver on the wedding day, that's just a way to completely blow them away on the day of and to boost your portfolio in doing so. So it's a win-win. And this is just a way to get scrappy when you're starting from zero. It's not something that I recommend to do on every wedding, but something that you can do in a strategic way when the circumstances make sense. Like if I have a client who has really cool style and is super trusting and they've hired a great photographer, like all of those pieces are in place and make sure those pieces are all in place because you don't want to show up and like invest extra money and then not get good photos. But doing this as a way to create a win-win for you and your client in situations where you may be offered the upgrade, they didn't go for it, but you know in their heart what they truly wanted and you're in a position to invest a little bit to get your brand to where you need it to get to. And you can also take this approach without having to invest any cash money at all or by affecting your bottom line or taking a profit hit like for example if you have an upgraded vessel in your inventory that you have been dying to use or maybe you used it one time but you didn't get the the photo content you wanted maybe your client decides not to upgrade 
their vessels due to budget, but your portfolio could really benefit from showing more diversity in your inventory collection. This is a great way to over deliver that really doesn't cost you anything. So get creative. Think of ways that you can elevate your portfolio using weddings that you already have on your calendar. It's like, instead of planning a styled shoot, you're already going to produce this event. Your client is paying you. They've hired a professional photographer. Is there an opportunity to leverage all these resources to gain something from it so that this can be a win for both you and your client? So I will leave it at that. I hope this gives you several different ideas for how you can take control over the work that you produce, working with the budgets that you currently have, and leveraging the opportunities and the resources you have in front of you, whether it's money, time, or a paid job, to add those unique touches at a minimal cost to you, and in turn, boost your portfolio and your ability to reach higher-end clients as a result. Treat this as a roadmap, if you will, to growing your portfolio and elevating your floral business from the lens of visual perception. It's all about how you're seen. And remember, if you can find every opportunity to embody that future version of you now so that your brand can be perceived by others as already capable of providing their dream result, that is your key to aligning with those dream clients without feeling helpless and waiting for them to come to you. Remember that your portfolio is constantly evolving with each and every project. So use short-term strategies to make immediate improvements and embrace a long-term approach to steadily attract more and more of your dream clients little by little. If you follow these strategies and keep your dream clients front of mind with each and every project, I know that you will start to see those minor improvements that over time will lead to huge leaps in progress. As always on this podcast, it's really just about keeping a goal-focused mindset combined with making those strategic moves to get you to your goal as seamlessly as possible. And I'm thrilled to have you joining me every single week and allowing me to share these strategies with you. Until next time, keep putting your best work out there, putting your best foot forward with every opportunity. I'll see you back here next week. Bye friends. Friends, this concludes another episode of Coffee, Wine, and Flowers podcast. Loved today's episode? Share the love by leaving a review. Now let's take it to Instagram. Snap a pic, share your takeaways, and give us a shout out using hashtag Coffee, Wine, Flowers podcast. And don't forget to tag us at Mulberry and Moss for a chance to be featured. For tools and resources to grow your business, visit mulberryandmoss.com slash shop or catch up on all the latest episodes and show notes at mulberryandmoss.com slash podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Keep flourishing and enjoying the journey. Cheers. Cheers.